Health insurance plans come with deductibles and claims processes that are confusing and expensive. CrowdHealth puts you back in control of your health care. Each member gets a personal care advocate and access to thousands of other members ready to help pay for large health expenses. Visit joincrowdhealth.com and use code HEALTH to get your first three months for just $99 per month. That's joincrowdhealth.com code HEALTH. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Brooklyn, we're down 3-0. It's not looking good. But I think there's a better future coming for us. Let's talk about it, Brooklyn. I have to say that I've seen some sad, sad basketball. And we're, we're going to talk about said sad basketball. But to be honest, the night of the draft lottery I was watching with bated breath, thinking this could be the year that the Knicks could get the first overall. Nobody's talking about it. Their fan base has been humbled. And when they came up to show that they got eighth, it it hit me in my chest like an epiphany. And that epiphany was, God damn, am I happy I'm not them. <laughs> I mean, we have Kyrie Irving. He's a hippie. And Sam, my my partner, what my my partner in this front office endeavor? Why don't you come in and just say hello to the people one and 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 tell them how you feeling about the Nets right now before I jump into the whole Kyrie situation? Go go ahead, say hello, Sam. So first Nets Nation, you know, I think we all saw some iteration of what's going on happening uh it's a shame but you know i'm happy they're playing hard and all the best to whatever is happened to joe harris because that was a bizarre story that obviously came out right after yeah. the right after the game um but you know i think i i think uh, a lot of people a lot of people on twitter i've seen have used the the phrase one two three cancun when a team when a team goes <laughs> Team goes down 3-0. Yeah. And I don't think the Nets are going to be that type of team. Look, the Sixers, they seem like they have one, two, three Cancun written all over it. I think oh, they're already gutless. planning. Gutless. gutless. I think they're already planning where they're all going to vacation with their wives and significant others. Yeah. But I, the, I don't think the Nets are, are ready yet. I think the Nets will – they seem like the type of team that will be a slow a slow packing. I think they'll, uh, they, might not, they might not be on the plane – tomorrow night at 8:45 or 9 or whatever. There might be a late flight or the next day cuz I think they're I think they're pretty invested in what's uh in what's going on. So, you know, I'm like I'm I'm pr- I'm proud of the team. I think I I kept on thinking, you know, it's funny Eve, during a lot of this I kept on thinking if if instead of Levert right now, the guy that they had was like D-Will or something. Mm-hmm. Like you know that this team would have rolled over to a point where they would lose by like 40 in every single game and without any effort whatsoever. And, yeah. and so and so that's and so that made me kind of happy about uh, about them and the state and the state that they're in. And look, 
as we've been saying and what will be the underlying theme of this podcast and every podcast we do in the off season, there's a lot there's way bigger fish to fry right now. Yeah, and I feel like it's just it just ruins the joy of of watching the team. I have strong doubts. And I, I'm dying to see what the Vegas line is going to be because it's going to tempt me to to bet the under because I, I believe certain things about that team. But the what I'm seeing in this in these you know three games, and I I after the second loss I I really just didn't have a, a stomach to like just come on and bash the team and talk bad about them. I, I wanted to see a second game to just kind of come to a real understanding to have a conversation about what we saw. And and really, for me, it, it, it comes down to just this was a poorly built roster. And you could tell me poorly built from from now is unfair to say. And, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not saying from now. I'm not just saying for the bubble. I'm saying for the season the way this roster was built made uh, is is kind of a, a a byproduct of I mean right now is a byproduct of that. Um, we need to go into this off season with a different mindset and and this nonsense of having these veteran coaches on the floor has to stop. We need players who can actually run and jump. That is my takeaway from from this whole uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 3-0 in, in the series. It's not. I, I don't. I have no doubt that they're not going to quit because these are guys who are on the fringe of their careers in the NBA. They are fighting to keep this dream alive. However, this team is like we played Garrett Temple the most minutes of this series. Yeah, he was brutal. You were. Uh... I'm eating crow on a lot of that. He was he was a walking knife in the heart on every single shot he took. He destroys momentum. He he is he is a big time. I I texted to you. I said, what did I say during game two or three? I said like he he gives me Alan Crab vibes, and and you were even like, no, dude, it's 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 you can't you can't even disrespect Alan Crab that Cause, way because Alan Crab is not going to shoot twenty eight percent from three. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's. He shot below what below advertised. Like we're we're disappointed in Alan Crabb because what he was supposed to be able to do was shoot three pointers, and and if he could just do that, he would be fine. And he was shooting, you know, thirty eight percent. This is a twenty eight percent shooter from three. Yeah. This guy, this guy, the reason why you hate to talk bad about about him is because he's such an amazing dude off the court. He's such he I, I believe he's good for the locker room. But I believe he's good for the locker room as a coach. And I I, I tweeted this earlier and I wanted to do this exercise with you right on live on the on the podcast while we were talking about it. Tell me the team that has a Garrett Temple on it. Right? That that plays. The Lakers signed Jared Dudley, and I think LeBron noticed that he can't fucking play, and he doesn't get on the court, and they and they were struggling. They needed something. 
and they didn't go to him at all. The 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 next team that's you know close to or in competition for the championship is is the Clippers. Do the Clippers have someone that's like a, a Garrett Temple, a coach, a veteran coach on the floor type of guy? I'm, I'm, I mean, talk to me, Sam. Like, <laughs> is there, why is this, why is having a Garrett Temple uh, a thing every season ever since Sean Marks took over? He started I'm, with Scola and Foy. He went, he then went to Dudley. And Carol and and you know what, Carol, I I will never besmirch him to be that guy. He balled, he played for us. Um, but the other guys I'm mentioning were horrible and got in, got intense amounts of minutes. Um, and now it's it's Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple yep. is not a good basketball player. I, I, I submit to you. Uh, tell me a team that's 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 playing a Garrett Temple that's trying to win I, a championship. The thing he's got that's the thing he's got going for him is that he's he's. Uh, uh, like a mediocre, uh, defender. He's he's semi long, and he, in the past, if I'm going based off of what Marx was looking at, had years like in 2014, 2015, and 2016, 2017, 2017, 2018, where he shot like over 36 percent, 37 percent from three. So, I mean, that's what he's got. That's what he's got going for him. His field, his actual field goal percentage is always low. It's always around 420 or lower. Um, so he's, I mean, he's like, it's not like you have any confidence with him once he steps, uh, into the arc, but his defensive rating is 112. He's yeah, a no, bad defender. He's a step. I mean, it, it doesn't look as bad. Like the presentation of his game, he looks like a, like, like I'm, I'm just talking about the presentation of the game, not the quality of it, not, not the um, production of it. But he looks like a, a a young Jim Jackson, a a combo guard dude who is about six five, can do a little bit of everything. Um, but Jim Jackson was a beast. This dude is a a step slower Jim <laughs> Jim Jackson, and and it's right. it it kills the Nets game to the point where, you know, they they completely left him alone. They did Can not I, guard him. And I, I watched this happen time and time again on how they would tilt the defense to the side of the court wherever Karras was. And on the and they'd swing the ball, they'd run their offense, they'd they drive and dish, and it would end up in this dude's hand to the tune of fourteen shots, I think, yesterday he had. I, like you don't want that guy taking fourteen shots. <laughs> it's horrific. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. I, I'm wondering if we, if we can do a quick exercise. I think this will go into a little bit of what you wanted to say about Kyrie and it also goes into be- some offseason. But before yeah. you go, be- but I, yeah. I, I, you didn't answer my challenge though. Can you name a team that has a Garrett Temple on it or, or Jared Dudley, like the way we had Jared Dudley playing heavy minutes to be a coach on the floor and he can't run and jump. And uh-huh. <laughs> You know, like 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 a good team. Yeah. Um. Let's like a, a let's say a qu- quickly off the top of my head. Uh, Clippers don't. Bucks don't. Because I mean, you could say like even the older guys on the Bucks, like Corver and West Matthews, still have a purpose. Yeah. Um. And it's not to lead them either. It's to space the floor so that so that uh, right. Giannis can dribble drive. 
No, I mean, look, I think I think the answer to your question is like he really showed. I mean, like they they were not even asking. I think the key point for what you were saying about Temple, and this will actually segue well into my the, the question I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. was they really asked for Temple to do like the bare minimum. Like he was in a role that I think actually most mediocre to below average NBA players would love to have, which like, look, like no one was expecting anything from this Nets team. Mm -hmm. Like you were like, no one was going to say, Oh, that was a bad shot. That wasn't a bad shot. This isn't like the most intense thing ever. And like he had, I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't missing contested threes. He was missing wide open threes. And it was, it was, it was a bad series. And like the first thing I can go to and think of is like, this guy's 34 years old. Like at a certain point you, you, you die. What are you investing in? The, yep. the minutes have to when in an NBA in an NBA season, the minutes are either spent getting better, gaining chemistry and continuity, or developing talent. But don't you think? But and, don't you think, guy? But don't you think he at least so 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 to push back and to kind of go into a theme that you've done in the past? I know he's a newer net, but he but he is at least more of a a. Uh, helpful locker room guy as opposed to them getting some guy who's maybe similar to him in the past but like really was like a friend of Kyrie or friend of Katie Sam, type of I would type. Like, I would go with that if the Nets had locker room problem guys these are boy scouts what you, you is are they going to count on Garrett Temple to go drag Jarrett Allen out of the strip club at 5 a.m. Are they gonna Are they gonna need Garrett Temple to go, uh, uh, you know, to the Mohegan Sun and pull Karis Levert off the craps table? These are good <laughs> kids. These are you drafted Boy Scouts. You missed opportunities. And when I say you, I'm talking to Sean Marks. Oh, you know, I he you didn't get got certain guys who could help this team because they weren't good guys. And nope. now, and now you need a you need another player who's hurting you on the court because he's the the team leader. Why does why do the Nets have the most assistants in the league? It, it that's it 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 blows my mind. Like, and it's and for me, it's not even about for my pleasure of seeing my team win or seeing my team be competitive. The reason why this shit makes me angry, Sam. I'm sorry. I know we got other stuff we want to do really quick, but I just got I just got to say this. Well, it weaves well into what I want to ask you anyway. You know, I think this is robbing kids of their opportunity. You make your name for yourself in the playoffs, and and Jared Allen balled out, and Karis LeVert balled out. I I mean, everyone is killing Karis. Everyone is, yo. He had 11 assists this last game and 15 assists the first game. Yep, he was bomb. They threw triple teams at him. They ran yep. a play that I used to pl- run in Catholic League, a pick a picket fence. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Because one kid who was older and bigger and was killing us. We basically hold, three of us would hold our hands to try that to stop that kid from dribble driving. And and that's what they did. It was so it was blatant. They they basically Nick Nurse basically said, That guy Joe Harris, don't let him shoot. 
and that other guy, Karis Le- Levert, don't let him get the ball in his hand comfortably. When, yeah. when he gets the ball, you triple team him. And yep. every single time they did, the very best defense in in in, in um the NBA. And and Karis Levert, and the thing and, and this is why I'm like disgusted that Net fans are really criticizing him. He he's basically uh averaging a double double. And if the last game it wasn't not because he wasn't passing the ball, it was because Two things. They figured out how to almost completely eliminate um, Jared Allen. That defense was incredible. Jared Allen, I don't think he got a field goal. I, I, I saw it. I made a note for the show. <laughs> and I still can't believe that it's true. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I'm confirming. <laughs> no, Dude. I look... I- he didn't make a field goal attempt. Do no, you understand I mean, look, how good of a defense that is? Yeah. That Jared Allen didn't make a field goal attempt and Garrett Temple took 12 shots. Timothy Luau Cabarro took 15 shots. You yeah, know? I mean, look, the thing, the, thing, the, the thing is, though, about about Temple, and this kind of goes to, I think, a theme of, like, some of our um, – on our disagreements and also I think what we're kind of looking for this coming year. And this is like a, a two-parter point that I have is like, if you, if, if you look into what, like what, what the roster and what the allocation and like, we can say right now that we could have our disagreements with what Jacques Vaughn and even, or sorry, with what Kenny and even Jacques Vaughn, although we never really saw Jacques Vaughn coach a healthy Nets team at all. So we don't know what he would have done with, with Garrett Temple, but like, when when they went into this season this year, you could arguably say that Kyrie, I'm counting on my fingers, Kyrie, Levert, Dinwiddie, Torian Prince, DeAndre, and Jared Allen. That's six guys, and then Temple is really the seventh man. And on a team that's missing Durant, and that, oh sorry, and I miss Joe Harris. So that really makes him the eighth man, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's without KD, which could really make him the ninth man. Which like to me then isn't that. Isn't that big of a deal? Now the that fact that would Kenny, be okay if he didn't so, get if Garrett Temple didn't routinely get off the bench before Spencer Dinwiddie. No, hundred percent. That doesn't make that doesn't make him the sixth man. Din, Dinwiddie was the sixth man. No, you're However, right. I in, think in those rotations, and it 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 disgusted me. It, it like I literally totally get agree. the hives. He totally would agree. get off the bench before, and and he's averaging two minutes less than Karis Levert. That is yeah, I mean, look, a crime. I mean, look, he got, I mean, look, like Vaughn got to a point where he was like, where he was just like, bro, like I need, I need TLC in, and I need him to play a lot of minutes because the dude's at least creating for others and creating for himself. And like TLC is like the, I mean, I thought this guy was hor- the only thing I ever thought that TLC did well ever in my in his entire time as a Ned before the bubble was when he was when he got tasked with guarding Harden in the Houston game and he ran up with him from. Uh, for the full court press, that was the only thing I ever liked that he did. Yeah, and he's not really that good either. But, um, but still, no, he's not. but still, uh, Toronto figured out how to just eliminate him. Toronto made him ridiculously uncomfortable. And uh, again, it's like, how is how is this making how how is this coming together? Is 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 it just Sean Marks going? You know what? Garrett Temple plays and he has to play 
Because if you remember, Garrett Temple even started over Karis LeVert. Yeah, no, he did. You're right. So, and it wasn't, and people go, oh, Karis was coming off injury. No. Karis was back two weeks. Temple and him were coming off the bench. Yep. And they moved one of them into the starting lineup with Kyrie because it wasn't working with Dinwiddie. So, I... I have heard, and I choose not to believe, because I got enough other problems with Kyrie, that Kyrie requested to have Temple put into the starting lineup. And and that is concerning for me. Like when I hear these things, the the you know, Kyrie is a child star. He's no different from that soul Raven. He's no different from, you know, the Corys from the eighties. He's a child star. He, he's been a superstar his entire life and, and well-deserved, right? But child stars, because of us, because of how we mere mortals react to them, uh, are, are pretentious. And those stories about him not wanting to wear the, the heart rate monitor and activity monitor, the stories about not him not wanting to take off his hat, the the all of a sudden outburst after the NBA voted twenty eight to to zero to to have the um the bubble the the day that ev- after everyone signed everything he's like wait let's start another another NBA our own NBA like all these things are par for the course for, with Kyrie and I'm fine with but the things that I can't stand and the thing that I refuse to be happy about and not say something is if he's calling shots and forcing people like Garrett Temple into the starting lineup. That's when this organization has problems. Do you think that's possible that that could have happened? Yeah, I mean, look, I th- I mean, look, I think I think it is I think it is possible and I think the look, I mean, the the Kyrie thing is is it's it's just going to be something that we're going to have to like deal with and and ride the wave of because it's it's the it's the hand that we got, the hand that we were dealt. Um, I, like as as we've said, I'm more, I'm I'm more content with it than 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 other Ned fans are because I just think this is kind of the the name of the game. But so I have a, I have a I have a question for you. So let's say so on a typical NBA roster, right? You got like twelve or thirteen guys active in a fifteen man roster, right? right? So I'm I'm looking at like I have the Nets. I'm on the beautiful website of like Spot Track or whatever you say that website, and I got Basketball Reference out and everything. So these are the guys who I think will definitely be on the roster ne- next year. Like, all right, so let's say be besides besides trades because that's like a whole other animal and like it's hard to then project out rosters because of that, right? Okay. So if you have so Allen and DJ, that's two. Mm-hmm. You got so then you got forwards. You have KD, you got TP, another two. That's four. Then you got the you have the Kyrie, Levert, Joe Harris, and Dinwiddie. That's a, that's four. All right, so now we're at eight. Then you have then 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 there's still guys under contract. So you have guys like, and I know I I penciled in Joe Harris as if as, as if they're signing him back because all all intentions seem like that. They're signing Joe Harris. Joe Harris they're, is not going. I, yeah, I think we're all in agreement about that. So then you got they have a so they have a team op, they have a club option for 2020 2021 on Garrett Temple. They have Musa, TLC, Kuroks, and Claxton all under control, 
And then there's obviously all the other guys like the Jeremiah Martins and Chiozas and all that stuff. I would bet that TLC is on the roster next year because he seems like he's a net. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, like, I guess Musa has to be on the roster, although, like, at this point, he doesn't really seem like he has a place with the team. Um, I think I think Musa is going back to Europe. Yeah, right. I could see. Right. I mean, like, he seems like someone who would kill it in Europe and like because he's skilled. But he's just I mean, he just isn't getting an option here. I think that he needs to be reminded that he's good. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, like, I it's, it's, it's either it's either that he's not fast enough because that's, you know, that that does happen. He could just be a step slow and and not and and that might not be good for him to play here in this league. That might not be the NBA may not be for him, but I believe he just needs to be reminded that he's good. I think he can shoot threes. I think he could score. And right now he cannot because he's he, he the ball doesn't go in. If the ball yep. doesn't go in, you and and you're Jean and Musa, you're, you're not going to be any good. But yeah, no, nah, he's not going to be on the roster next. So time. so all right. So that was so then that was like with the with the two centers, those two forwards, those four guards. That's eight plus TLC is nine plus uh, Claxton is ten. Then you have and then you have the team option on on Temple, the club option on Temple, and then you got what are they going to do about? Wilson Chandler is a free agent, and then you got the Tyler Johnson, Chioza, uh crap. And then so, – so it's just interesting. On top of the fact that – and by the way, this is a low-key, just very unbelievable move by Sean Marks, which is why I'm just like um, – uh, I always got to give him some credit when it's due. He clearly didn't like anybody last year that late in the first round, traded the pick had the Knicks pick it and treated that as a second rounder, picked up Claxton, who I think a lot of us are excited about, mm-hmm. and now and then traded from the Clippers and got the Sixers pick. So the Nets now have the 19th pick in this draft. And I know everyone hates this draft, whatever, but that's another asset that they can use for whatever they want to do, whether it's the 19th pick in Dinwiddie for Aaron Gordon or... This, the, if, if these playoffs told me anything, right? You see the guys that are playing in the playoffs right now? All, yep. And the only person I absolve of this is uh, is Garrett Temple. All of these dudes are gone. Yeah. As sad as that makes me, like I it, I choke up as I say it because to me I feel like the guys that are in the bubble are the ones that are the real Nets. I feel those are the Brooklyn Nets, right? But I realize that. Part of the reason, like it was, it's 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 the thing that you were saying, you know, last episode where it was like kind of weird that the the Nets that are at home aren't cheering, you know, actively on Twitter for the Nets that are playing. And if you notice, most of the Nets that are at home are FOKK friends with Kyrie and KD, right? So. Whatever they're cooking up may not work, and and everybody comes back, and and you can have you know all kinds of conversations about who plays and who doesn't play. But I feel like the the strongest message these last three games tell me is that, and I'm you know obviously I'm guessing this has this is not based off of anything that I'm told. Um. Well. Well. Yeah. It is kind of based off something I'm told. I'm told that. Uh. Uh, Kyrie likes um, Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis really respects Kyrie. Like a lot of dudes, you know, 
Kyrie's age and younger uh, respect Kyrie and <laughs> wants to play with him. And kind of is looking around at the Lakers like everybody else is now. Remember, like three or four episodes back, I was telling you that during these playoffs, everyone would kind of, the writers, the national writers would start kind of realizing, oh shit, LeBron James is old. LeBron He's, James scored 11 points his last or 10 points looked, his last game. This is the worst I've ever seen him look, basically. Okay. Uh, Father Time is undefeated. Now, is LeBron James going to be better than most NBA players? Yes. But is LeBron James going to be like me and you, us two alone, we're going to win champ. We're going to challenge for championships. No. He's not he's not going to be that LeBron James next year. And that's not me, you know, dissing Braun. Like, for me, I think I, I've been – LeBron has made me respect him for accomplishing the things that he's accomplished. But right now, LeBron can't hold Kevin Durant. And and that's and that's what I, I, I realized why. Uh, I kind of, you know, I was scouting uh, some of these uh, uh, prospects – in the draft and kind of getting familiar and I'm, I'm watching draft tape, watching draft tape. Then I, then, you know, obviously that's not my job, <laughs> but I started doing my real job, but my television behind me just basically had YouTube autoplay. And it came to a LeBron. I mean, it came to a Kevin Durant highlight reel. Um, Cause when you look at Brooklyn, that stuff, and you look at basketball in general, uh, uh, it, it'll eventually get to a point of showing you Durant. And I'm looking at Durant play. And Kevin Durant, Sam, is a bloodthirsty killer. Oh, yeah. He is so ruthless that as he's playing, he understands he's humiliating. He understands that because of the humiliation that he's giving you, you may never eat again. But he's so ruthless, he will continue to embarrass you in ways that a seven-foot player should not. He's just simply unfair. And, and you know, that's what kind of holds this whole thing together for me. But none of these guys is coming back. This is a showcase of, of trade assets. Um... I believe, and I believe their actions show it. I don't believe that. I believe that the same way the Nets fan base, because a a fish rots from its head. And everything that we believe and everything that that we're standing for as a a fan base, as as an organization, from player to player in that locker room, uh, their minds has never really been on this year. It's always been about next year which makes these current playoffs kind of suck, which is also kind of why the roster is the way that it is. But when Kevin Durant comes back, and they better be right, because he's never played with a team this shitty before. He Every Kevin Durant team, for as long as I can remember, has had a Russell Westbrook, a Ibaka, a Roberson, right? A, a yeah, Curry, think- a... Yeah. I think I think the Nets team next year can be awesome. I really I I really like. This is actually where I'm where I become more of the optimist. I uh, I I don't know. I think 
I think if Marks makes the right moves and he has a lot of assets to work with, I think I think there's a lot of players on the Nets in a lot of different ways that have a lot of value in the league. No, and I, it starts and and it starts obviously at the top with like with the with the two guards, Levert and Dinwiddie and everybody and Allen and I wish they and, had a better coach. I, I wish I wish someone um I'm so jealous of Nick Nurse. I I look at what Nick Nurse is doing with, with these guys that like there's even Siakam. Can, can look maybe look, maybe they'll hire Udoka, the uh, former Spurs assistant. Yeah, ar- argue with me if you if you want. I I think Karis Levert has been better than Siakam in this series. The guy who's killing us is Van Vliet. Yeah, I, I mean, like I've, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously, I like if I was because of Siakam's size and and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. I would take Siakam ahead of Levert. But in this series, I would, I would, generally. I I've, no. I've been more impressed with with Levert's play than Siakam because I, I also think Siakam Siakam's had some games with with good like box score basic numbers, but I think a lot of his like stats were kind of padded with like bullshit layups and and like and beating up and I guys. See, I don't just, see him. I don't see him being dominant. I don't see no. him like when Karras is when Karras is in his back. There's a level that Karras gets to. This dude is just steady, kind of like, yep, here's a great play call and, and set, layup. <laughs> great play call and set, alley-oop. Yep. Oh, somebody tips, tips the ball into the backcourt. Oh, he grabs it. You know, another, you know he, he'll get 12 points off of just being on such a good team that plays the right way. And Siakam doesn't, and I, and, I, and I also agree that I don't think Siakam makes anybody better on like LaVert, who we've seen, can. Exactly, like. 15 assists. <laughs> I, like, look, look, and, and nobody look. talked about it. And again, and, I, and again, it's, it's this, this, it's this gift and a curse that we kind of have right now where we're, we're talking about, um, you know, the greatest scorer of our time. But the scary part is he's coming off a horrific injury. Yeah, that's the big, the injury is everything. Right, but I don't think Kevin Durant is a often injured type of guy. Like I, I, there's no evidence that like Kevin will give you 82 games. You'll never, he'll never give the the organization will never let him do that. But I think he's no. that he he's a sturdy guy. Like he's not he's not a guy that kind of like breaks. It's it's yeah, Kyrie that's going to get hurt. To, I don't think he wants to, and I don't think he wants to have the days off and rest. So he's he's just doesn't strike me as that. Uh... Oh no, he he's there. I think. I really believe that Kevin Durant is in another part of his career now. Now he's gonna he's gonna pace himself as yeah. much as he's a. I, I I just hope he's still the basketball junkie that he was, and and we're not gonna know until we're not gonna know until we see them you know in training camp and when he gets out on the floor and 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 honestly like I don't want to look over this playoffs, but the reality is, uh. The opportunity is there to be had with 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 um, Kevin Durant, and I'm just worried about what gamble they're going to make, right? Because because I think that's a great, I think if you could get two, and and it doesn't have to be Aaron Gordon, it could be so many other players that that fit that bill, that'll be the bulldog defender that you have to have if you have Kyrie Irving on your team. You know, it's like I, I think I said this the last um, the last show that, that we did. 
Kyrie Irving, when he was most effective, had Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love and Ke- and LeBron James behind him. So he could be horrendous on D. Those are the three guys that 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 were <laughs> creating the wall behind him to to succeed. And and there's nothing like that on the Nets. I I I I worry about that. But then again, I watched that that Portland Laker game. I don't know. Maybe this is a is a is an era where people are just not going to play defense. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's kind of how I think. I think even the NBA from five years ago is already different. I mean, you look at these like these scores. I mean, the Heat, who like were not necessarily known as a big time offensive team, at seventy five points at halftime today. Like yeah. it's just it's, it's uh yeah. you know it's just not um. It's just it's obviously just like a different world that we're that that we're living in as 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 it pertains I, to uh, I've never to- seen anyone win the championship that way. I mean, Toronto won the championship kind of basically bludgeoning you. <laughs> um yeah. uh on defense and and they brought the best defense into those playoffs. Uh uh and used it to win a championship and 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 but they they scored, they scored but not I think the defense was a big part of why they won. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant getting hurt as well is another reason why they won. Yeah, for sure. I was about uh, to say. Uh, but the, the, the takeaway that I'm, you know, the sad takeaway from this, and, and I, I think we'll do another pod um, when the dust settles after game four uh, that'll go more in depth into this, is that the, the Nets are prop the, the Nets that you're going to see next year are probably going to be more of uh, DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, Torian Prince, uh, uh, Kyrie Irving. See, that's it's so interesting because I actually think so. Like, I mean, DJ is obviously a lock to be on the team next year, and it honestly doesn't annoy me as it does to most people because, like, he shouldn't be making ten million dollars a year. But like, even like the vet minimum is like is is higher, and like even like if you're given like a mid level or whatever it is, no, like my my thing with De- DeAndre Jordan is I don't see DeAndre Jordan running up and down the court like like I just no. saw Jared Allen do. Now you're totally right, but I actually I, think if, I, if like I, gun to my head of who I think would be of who I think is actually the most likely to get moved, I honestly think that it's Prince because I think because Prince has move that you, like. One, he's his numbers are abysmal. His, but he's but he's, an, but he's an expiring, and he's young enough that he that that a team can try to convince themselves. Like he's got two more. This he played on his old contract this year, and then he's got two more after this um, next year and the year after. So he's oh oh because of the uh, because of the uh, extension he signed. Yeah, yeah, he's got two years. So okay. Either way, though, I think you could. I think you can package because his his salary is also kind of in that. You're right. That's my that's my fault. Like his his salary is kind of in that mid, um, that mid level, like where it's not twenty or twenty five million. It's not a max, obviously, and it's also not. You got eight. His, you got his salary up there. What? What's, yeah, what's it's fifteen. Fif- so, fifteen million for Torian Prince. But so the but so the thing is like you can. <laughs> You can package him, let's say, and a pick and try to get, let's say, like a wing who actually is more of what we're, what me and you have been looking for, which is maybe more defensive oriented and maybe has a couple more years left and isn't on his bat and is on maybe monetarily a worse deal. Look, but just look, 
Look at the because, guys that are coming into the league now. Look at because this the Wiseman idea, kid. The, the idea of the Nets at this point, in my opinion, when you're when you're at this stage where the Nets are at, when they have like Durant and Kyrie and like Durant and Kyrie are also not old and Levert and Dinwiddie and all these guys are not old. But like the idea no, of having Durant is having have another round pick. You gotta running be fair. around. You got to be fair, Sam. Durant is not young either. I mean, no, 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 he's not young. But I guess my 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 long winded way of saying this is like I just think the idea of the Nets holding on to picks because they're so nervous about what happened with the KD with with the KG trade is like I would package the nineteenth pick and something oh, they're, else. They're going to trade the picks. The they're. I, this is the one thing I promise you. <laughs> They gotta win now. This is they, it. They have to win now. Sean Marks knows it. He believes the reason why they don't win is not because the roster he's put together is is poorly thought out. He believes that the best guys on the team aren't aren't good talent. I think he did not make a trade at the trade deadline, and he and he could have done all kinds of little different moves, and he just. He stood pat for a reason. He stood pat because they need the flexibility to convert these younger assets into yep. the next the, the 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 missing piece, right? Like you know what's you know why Kyrie is also like annoying? It's because he's a very bad liar. Like he must be the worst poker player that ever. And when they ask him that question, you know, uh, do you feel like you got the uh, enough guys here? And he just started naming names. Part of names he was naming, he was naming them because he knows they're going to. So trust me, he was he was covering. But he knows, just like KD knows, just like the whole reason why people aren't even cheering this other team that's playing their heart out, but you know, getting their heart ripped out at the same time. Um, they know what time it is. Like it's not a secret, and when it happens in the off season, and everyone is like, "Oh, oh my, what?" Shock! The players are gonna come out and say, "We knew, we knew the whole time. We had, had people had been talking about it." Do you know what's do you know, do you know what's interesting? Do you know who's um uh? Because I got like five like five to ten minutes left. Do you know who's do you know what's the one thing that someone actually mentioned this to me? Uh, uh, a, a friend of mine mentioned this, and I thought it was a really interesting point, and. Because the Nets have you actually game. have three minutes left. Well, oh god, perfect. Even, even better. <laughs> two minutes because, forty-five seconds. Go. <laughs> because so this is. I, I'm curious to hear your take on this, and I'll get it out quickly. Given that the Nets have not been in the quote-unquote championship conversation for almost like twenty years at this point, mm-hmm. it's interesting that someone said to me they were they said they were like Sam, you know that Nets roster could be pretty good next year, but obviously they're going to be almost capped out, especially with the Harris signing. But do you think they'll get the type of guy like the like the ring chasers to come to the team? And I was like, wow. I mean, the ring, the the, the line ring chaser and nets has never been used in a sentence to me. And I was kind of like, maybe that will be a good way for them to get bargain guys towards the end. I'm curious what your what your take is on that. No, I I just think I it's it's almost impossible. Um, again, like people were saying, yeah, they'll probably have to trade like a pairing of Karras and and. And um, and Jared, no, it's gonna be Karis, Jared, and Dinwiddie, and Dinwiddie knows it. I, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed him on Twitter lately. Oh yeah, he had that line. He had that line. Uh, 
that, that you tweeted at me that was unbelievably uh, audacious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a guy who thinks he's going to be playing in, in the same no, place next play- year, right? Fox next year. So, so you know, I, and and the Nets aren't trading for for John Collins, Joe, you know, John Collins or something like that. They they're trading for a superstar. They don't believe in the power forward position, but they might get up the best power forward in the NBA. But they and then they're gonna just do patchwork with the guys that I I can't believe that they play, um, because uh, they feel like if we have these three guys, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter who else we have on this team. We could just stick G leaguers in there. I'm and I don't agree with that. I think it's gonna fail. I think I think it's a crazy, um, considering that it's never really even worked. Uh, but hey, it's I, one thing. We're not going to be boring next year. That's for sure. We may not no. win a lot. <laughs> we we may. They never, they, they, since since the Dwight Howard saga, they've never been boring. This team. Oh no! This is it's going to be fireworks uh, next year. Get your popcorn ready. Exactly, dude. This was a pretty good show, even though we think all the players we like are leaving. <laughs> Yeah, and I know, I know we didn't hit on it. Our next one, which we'll do in a couple of days or tomorrow, whenever, will be we 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 got to talk a little bit about the whole the whole Knicks situation because also a lot of my friends there's there's nothing they enjoy more than listening to you rag on the Leon Rose stuff. Oh, I, I, I'm gonna kill him tomorrow, yo. Anyway, yo, listen, we got t- we got eight seconds left. It's the front office. I'm Eve. That's your boy Samuel LaChow. We do this later, everybody. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.